You put that mic up one more time. You've... Did you just blow into your mic? No, I sucked in there. <laughs> he slurped the mic. <laughs> I can't have a fan on because the stupid mic picks up everything. So it's like 950 degrees in here. <laughs> okay. Let's so our tondo. What was that? I just said, oh, that was a honk. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was just saying, open up the window. Welcome back to the Unnamed Podcast. We are back for season two. It's only been a mere, what, 11 weeks, Deontay? I have no idea. I think it was 11 weeks. I think it was 76 days. I don't know why I know that, but I do. Anyways, we got a very, very interesting episode for you today. We are going to throw it back all the way to the cringiest year of all years, 2014, all the way up to 2015. I don't know what it is about our generation, Deontay, but those were bad years. <laughs> those were just really bad years for us. So we have two guests with us to kick off the first episode of season two, Ezra and Jacob, first time on the podcast. Now, this isn't your first time making a podcast, Ezra. You've been on a podcast before. Uh, yes, um, I tried to take that away from my memory, but... Uh, Did it not go well? Um, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that. Hopefully this one goes better. Uh, I'm praying that it does. Who was that person, Ezra? Do you care if they're all underneath the bus? Ooh, no. We don't want to do that. Or do we? (laughs) (laughs) So, season two, episode one, our topic takes us all the way back to 2014, 2015. The reason I wanted Jacob and Ezra to come on the show is because they are very heavily involved in this week's topic. That being the film studio that we tried very hard to get off the ground as mere teenagers. So we have two movies. The, the film studios didn't make very many movies. It made, well, how many did it make, guys? Two, two and a half? It depends <laughs> if you count our small ones. Yeah, we made a couple small videos, and we made two higher scale Feature length, quote unquote. Right, feature, feature length for us was like 14 minutes. I think one I of know. our movies was 14 minutes, and we were thrilled. It took like a day to film it, like literally probably 12 hours to make 14 minutes of footage. And that movie is terrible. (laughs) We're going to talk about that movie. So anyway, the plan, the plan for this episode is we're going to watch two of the movies we've made as a group. Unfortunately, we can't do like a riff tracks thing and watch it with everyone because it's a podcast and you'd probably be very confused as to what was happening. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the studio a little bit, some of the movies we made. Then we're going to sign off for just a second. I'll put a little jingle in there so you guys know we're watching the movies. And then once we're done, we'll come back. We're going to talk about them very heavily. And you might be wondering, you know, why we're so concerned is actually they are war crimes. But (laughs) I think we found a way around it is that we're not actually in a war yet. So technically, they're not war crimes. (laughs) Or we might get sent to the Hague in international prison. Oh, okay. Because I have no idea what any of that meant, but... I thought he was talking about the other place, but he just used a different term. So I was just wondering. Each of us are on completely different levels right now because I don't know what either of you are talking about. <laughs> it's spelled differently. It's French. Oh, interesting. Oui, oui, the Hague. 
So TWTV Studios, that's what we call it, Time Wasters TV Studios. We made probably two or three short movies and then our version of feature length. But when we bring that subject up, TWTV Studios, what are some memories that come up into your mind when that's mentioned? Ezra, what do you got? Well, let's see. PTSD. PTSD, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. We had a lot of creativity going on. We did. There's a lot of scenes that were put together. There are pretty much only single scenes that, of course, <laughs> any movie or plot or any semblance of sanity. Yep. And then there was the commercials, which yeah. were commercials for movies that we never ended up making. You know, that's very true. I didn't think about that. There were a <laughs> lot of trailers that we made for movies that never happened. Scripts that were written that never even got a single scene, even yeah. though they were probably some of our best work, but yeah. they just never made it to the screen. Yeah, I know we had one movie in mind for so many years that was going to be the movie. The movie that flipped the studio up on its head and finally took us from just a bunch of kids to an actual film studio. And we were going to put it on YouTube and we were going to be cool. And that got rewritten like five times and then we never made it. <laughs> so that's, that was really how the studio rolled was come up with these huge extravagant ideas that were going to cost money. Uh, and then we came to the realization we had none. And then we never did it. <laughs> so that dare, was the, dare we speak the title? Um, I don't know if we can speak the title because, you know, there's always a small chance it will come to fruition one day <laughs> if Corona ever ends. But Jacob, what about you? Time Wasters TV, you were one of the founding members. What do you remember? So I remember um, making the, the TARDIS scene. Um, the TARDIS scene was my idea. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That's the biggest memory I have was us arguing over who made the TARDIS scene like, like an hour after we made it. Yeah, we couldn't remember and we still can't to this day. Just a, a sidebar for a second. The three of us and me and Ezra especially have arguments that will never end. Like ever. They've been going on for almost a decade now, some of them. They just won't end. We had one that started in 2013. We still argue about it to this day. <laughs> so, you know, 2023 is right around the corner. That'll be the 10-year anniversary of some of our arguments. I remember our, um, our Jurassic Park, but we'll get into that. But I remember shaking bushes to make certain <laughs> effects happen. I remember we were actually pretty resourceful, honestly. We yeah. like... We used a lot of the common household items. I think Time Waster TV's like main thing is that the didn't spend any more money than what they had literally to use, like on hand. Which was nothing. We had Yes, no which money. was nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, honestly, I kind of want to go back and just try to edit those movies and see if yeah. we can make them actually decent. Like, yep. actually see if we can make them kind of good. Yeah, I agree. We, we traded a budget for ingenuity. That's very true. And, you know, we would scour the app store for hours looking for these little CGI apps that were free. And when we release some of the clips, the listeners will be able to see some of those CGI quotation marks scenes. But yeah, we were resourceful for having a $0 budget. We did our best. Also, a lot of our earlier things our earlier steps into the film industry uh, did not have a script. It was just us going from one scene yeah. to the next being like, I kind of want this. We did our best. We'll preface everything with that. We did our best. So Deontay, you weren't 
a part of Time Wasters TV per se. Now you were considered for many roles, but those roles never became a thing because we never made the movie. But have you ever seen any of the movies that we've made? I don't know if you have or not. I'm not for sure. I know we had a, this is a little off, but it is a part of Time Wasters TV. I remember preparing for a rap video. Thankfully, it never came out. We never did anything with it. It was entitled Caramel Macchiato. Yes, Thankful it never made it to the public eyes. Caramel Macchiato. Yeah. Oh, man, that brings back memories. So you were involved in some of the behind the scenes in the works projects that never happened. Yes. So you were part of Time Wasters TV, just in a different way. Time Wasters TV, we had a couple major movies, a couple small videos. Now, thinking back, Ezra and Jacob, what were your favorite movies to film? Oh, man. I, I think our best film that never got done was The Twilight Zone. Yep. That was our su- most superior movie, but we never got it actually completed. <laughs> yeah, we never... We didn't finish the script. Now, no, we did finish the script. We didn't finish the movie based off the script. But no, Twilight Zone, Jacob brings up a good point. Twilight Zone had a script. So this was like out of the ordinary for Time Wasters TV. It had a script. It had some serious thought put into it. I wrote the script. Then all three of us were going to direct it. I gave the script to everyone that was involved. We had like a little kind of table read sort of thing before we shot it. What about you, Ezra? Favorite movie to film? I agree. Twilight Zone. It was well done for what we had. Another one that was pretty fun was Jurassic Park because our... Um, budget for our outfits. Uh, well, we didn't really have a budget for our outfits, but we happened to have just the right clothes that we needed to fit the roles that we had. Yep. And talking about outfits, Twilight Zone had some pretty cool outfits too. Like we had 50s and 60s looking business suits and stuff like that. That one actually has potential to be usable. I did actually find the raw files of that. So in theory, we could put it back together, which I did at one point, and then I lost it again. <laughs> so nice. that movie has been in production for like four years. So maybe we'll release that. We never know. So now we're going to sign off for just a minute. I'm going to do a little jingly music so you guys know we're watching the movies. <laughs> as soon as we're done with the movies, we're going to come back and we are going to talk about some of the madness that we witnessed. I'm so sick of my drab clothes. I wish I could spice things up, man. You know, I found this new hip and jive t-shirt business. Man, what's that all about? Well, it's all about rocking the pock with style. Tease by ENC. Rock the pock. So we just watched... Jurassic Park and Doctor Who, TWTV style. And let me just say it is slightly exhausting. (laughs) Deontay, that was your first time watching those two movies. So I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. One word, it could be summed up with overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah, that was just a lot to take in. What did you think of the immense acting in that? Um, it wasn't convincing. I'm sorry. You know, I'll say it like this. It was better than what I could have done. So I can't honestly say it was terrible and I can't say it was amazing. So, you know, I don't, I didn't expect, 
Yeah, I didn't expect much better from you. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love how that was a compliment that just slowly turned into an insult. <laughs> it's like you reached for the handshake, but then slapped us across the face. <laughs> yes. So I took a couple of notes while we were watching the movies. The first one we watched was Doctor Who: The Return. That's the title of the movie, and I have Garrett's voice written down. Did anyone notice that? <laughs> I noticed that after um, scenes that you were trying to put on a certain distressed sound, you just lost your accent. (laughs) Yeah, see, it took like 90% of my acting battery to put on a fake accent. So when I had to pretend like I was hurt or sad or something, the accent just went out the window. Like it overloaded my system. I couldn't do it. I said, uh, the master beat the accent right out of you. (laughs) That is very accurate. He beat it right out of me. So I also have written down that my accent at various times was Australian and sometimes British. Now I was going for British because all of the characters in Doctor Who are usually British. But it also, as the listeners will see eventually, um, it shifts into Australian every now and then. I also have written down no plot. All the lines are made up. Do you remember the creative process that we went through while we were making this at all? Yes, I remember about each scene took like in between I, each scene. I think it took us like three minutes to be like, and then we want this to happen, and then we never like discussed what the ramifications were. They were just like, "That's a cool scene to throw in there," <laughs> and then we went true. on with our life. It's kind of like when kids are playing and they say, pretend that I'm a firefighter and your house is on fire. That's basically what we did. So um, in this scene, I want to fight the master, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And let's pretend that blah, blah, blah. That was basically our direction. It's funny you say that because I had a viewing recently of the Doctor Who movie that we put together. And my one friend said that it just felt like some kids playing in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It was just a bunch of teenagers, you know, young teenagers playing in the woods with the camera. That's, that's basically a perfect summary of what was going on. So the next thing I have written down about Doctor Who is fight scene between Doctor and Master and why so violent. So for anyone that doesn't watch Doctor Who... The doctor's main objective in all things is to be peaceful, to find the the nice, civilized way out of things. And if you see any of the scenes in this movie, to our listeners that are listening to the podcast right now, the doctor does not look for the easy way, the peaceful way out. (laughs) At one point, we use a sonic screwdriver on a car and blow up the house. (laughs) Like, what is that? But I will say this. It would have made sense if we used the uh, 11th Doctor, I believe, Ezra was playing. The 11th Doctor was pretty rash sometimes. So it would make sense if he got into the fist fight. Right. But like the Doctor you were playing was much more um, pacifist. Right. So, I mean, we could have made it work. We just literally didn't do that. Yeah. I was playing the 11th sense. Doctor. Ezra was the 9th Doctor. Ninth but what, doctor, you, what, what you said was right. Yeah. The 9th the Doctor could get heated. The 11th Doctor could, but not very often. Yeah. So we could have explained it away, but we didn't. So. <laughs> we didn't care. No. It's interesting to note that um, upon recording this movie, um, both I nor Jacob actually had ever seen a single episode of Doctor Who. So we we're going strictly on um, Garrett's directing on this one. Yeah. And let's get that straight, too. 
I had seen maybe, well, I was up to the 11th doctor, but I had only seen the episodes that I had seen probably five seasons. I'd only seen them once. So I wasn't extremely familiar with everything that was going on. I also skipped season one. So I was not familiar at all with the ninth doctor. I just knew that Ezra had dark hair and so did the ninth doctor. So we just went with that. So I was not a very good director for this movie because I didn't really know what was going on either. So, well, you got to factor in too that you were probably all of 14 years old. So <laughs> I was going right. to say something similar. Like, like honestly, Garrett probably seen those and was like, ah, like if the doctor does use violence, you could probably get it done better. Not, realizing the nuance of him not using violence. So honestly, <laughs> I mean, he just didn't get the nuance of it. Maybe. Well, and, and at the same time, the reason we did that was because those were the only CGI options we had were, was stuff blowing up. Very true. So we just went with it because we wanted to at least have a little bit of CGI in it. Deontay, I saw you laughing at the one scene with the, with the robot that gets blown up. Did that uh, speak to you? That was just a, it was a legendary scene. I appreciate, I appreciated the effort you guys put into that CGI. That was a, that was quality. That's probably the best part of the movie. <laughs> and you know what it was? It was just one of those little dumb apps that you find on the app store that has like pre-made little cutout CGI things. That was all we did. But we were like, man, if we add this to our movie, then we're like professional. We got CGI. We got a story, quotation marks, story. We're real filmmakers. And like, yeah, we're, we're teenagers. We didn't know how to make dialogue interesting. It was just like, right. you know, just, just do something. Just talk like you're a human being or not even <laughs> a human being. Just talk and the explosions will help us along. When the listeners see the certain clips that we decide to release, they'll be able to come up with their own conclusions as to how well we did. So we'll leave it at that. Then we moved on to Jurassic Park Origins. Now, there are two versions. There's actually two versions of Doctor Who, too. And we might release the second version because it's better. That's the sidebar. But there's two versions of Jurassic Park somewhere, too. Ezra had one, and I had one. Now, mine was Jurassic Park Origins. And what was yours, Ezra? Well, mine was titled Jurassic Park Muldoon's Corruption. Ah, see, so Ezra tied it in very well. Now, Muldoon is a main character of this movie. He is still the security officer because both of our versions of the movie take place before the first Jurassic Park movie. So two investors are coming. They're looking around the park. And of course, things go wrong. Now, Deontay, what were your initial thoughts of the Jurassic Park movie? I'm, I'm at a loss for words, quite honestly. <laughs> per usual. <laughs> yes. I'm just flabbergasted. That's did all you, I can say for now. Did you like the CGI in that one? I mean, we had a lot of uh, CGI in that one. You had a lot of dinosaurs in there. Um, yeah. One of the main reasons we made a Jurassic Park movie was because we found an app that had a bunch of free dinosaur CGI. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could tell you guys went a little, uh, you guys went a little yeah, overboard with all those dinosaurs. I was like, I was like, you okay. You got to do it. What's behind door number one? A triceratops. What's behind door number two? A tyrannosaurus. <laughs> Forget about What's the door number queen. three? A dilophosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just sad we didn't get the we didn't get the moonwalking dinosaur in. Man, if we got that in, <laughs> my life would be complete. Yeah, we had one that was moonwalking, and now that I'm saying that, Jacob, I know the one you're talking about. It wasn't one that got placed over a video. It yeah. was like an entire CGI landscape that someone had made. Yeah. 
but wasn't it like yellow and like all these weird colors and did not even <laughs> slightly look real yeah yeah and it just like literally like did like a walk but it like didn't move forward like at all like it like honestly the animation itself wasn't terrible the fact is they just need to speed up like the like the i guess not speed up the movement but move the animal forward faster and it would have looked fine right but no they had to like slow it down so it looked like it was literally like moonwalking like it was moonwalking forward which is like <laughs> physically impossible yes <laughs> so we didn't use that one but it was a close contender for making it into the movie. And I wish we still had a, a copy of that just to show people. But yeah, CGI moonwalking dinosaur. Towards the end of this movie, apparently we were just tired and wanted to end it. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene where Maldoon, also known as Ezra, has a juice box. <laughs> and he's just holding the juice box, you know. No rhyme or reason to it. He's just gulping <laughs> down a juice box. And then did anyone notice what we use for a phone? Yes, I saw <laughs> that. It was just a glasses case, which makes no sense because Ezra had a phone at the time. <laughs> there was no reason to do it. Wasn't it Ezra or Garrett that was drinking some brown water in a place that has been <laughs> empty for, what, 15 years? Right. So we go into a relay station that, you know, doesn't have a lot of foot traffic. Yet, when we go into this relay station, aka my room, there are drinks ready for us on the desk. <laughs> and they're yeah, brown. Yeah. It was pop, but no one knows that. And it just, it's just hilarious because, like, we've seen that we never use logic for scenes. We just were like, we did a scene and then we're like, next scene. We did that scene. Yeah. Next scene. Yep. did that scene there was no like well maybe in the end we can add it it's just like threw some stuff in yeah we just made a movie until we got sick of it and then we ended it as the viewers will see when we release certain segments of the movie if we were starting to get bored with the movie then we just we stopped we we finished it with one scene <laughs> and we were done why we decided to go with Maldoon? like he's not even that great <laughs> of a character i mean <laughs> I'll tell so, you exactly why we went with Muldoon. It was because I had a pair of khaki shorts, <laughs> had a button-up short sleeve shirt, and I had a pass, a little clip-on pass that said Jurassic Park security officer. Yep. So that pretty much set the scene for us. Yeah. I had all the clothes. Um, so that's who we were going to film about. Yeah, we also, worked with what we had people and if Ezra had dark hair and a character had dark hair and if we had khaki shorts and the character had khaki shorts then that was the character we were using didn't matter how lame they were we were using them but yeah Jurassic Park I mean some of the most iconic TWTV lines ever I mean we only made like three movies but good grief the lines that came from Jurassic Park and Doctor Who for that matter very iconic, at least for the three of us. And hopefully once we release the, the clips for the public, they will become iconic for you too. To show how much, how much we wanted the um, movie to be over, literally Ezra stum at one point Ezra stumbles over his words and we just kept it. We just went, <laughs> okay, that's good now. We, we didn't like try to do a reshoot. We didn't try to do any of that. No, we literally were just like, all right, whatever. He stumbled no. over his words. <laughs> Well, if I can even remember the entire thing, it goes some a little something like this. So we're in the quote, quote, relay station. 
I'm trying to convince the investor not to email his friends because I don't want him to get back to the people that all the trouble that had happened on the island with the right. dinosaurs escaped. So to prevent him from sending the email, I say, let's just not, how about we not do that just right now? <laughs> One of the most iconic TWTV lines there ever were, was by far. That's TWTV in a nutshell. I can't think of anything else that the people need to know. You know what we should do? We should record one like soon and then just wait for like 20 years to go by and then complete it. <laughs> so, you know, we can age up a little bit. Actually, it's great. funny. It's funny you say that because I was thinking after Rona ends, we need to get together and remake that Doctor Who episode. Now we can add different locations and, you know, just a few extra scenes to make it somewhat make sense. But we should use the lines word for word. <laughs> oh, yes. No, no extra lines added. Just keep them the same. I think that would be hilarious to have that these be, grown that men. That would be funny. Yeah, these grown men <laughs> saying stupid stuff. <laughs> so maybe we'll do I'm that. down with it. And maybe we'll find a little part for Deontay. Maybe we can make him the waiter. My idea is that we finish Carmel Macchiato, or I could just be on the, uh, the music crew. And we could just drop a, you know, a little tidbit in there. We'd have to edit Carmel Macchiato a little bit. Just well, a little fortunately, bit. Well, fortunately, Carmel Macchiato <laughs> is left in the past. So, I mean, maybe we can just, you know, drop some verses. Now, do you remember our rap names? I know Jason was LA Kid. I was, was GS, GS Bass. That's right. Yeah. And what were you? I have Lil, no idea. Lil Trell? That sounds about right, Lil Trell. Lil Trell or... Tater, little tater tot. There was, there's quite a few. I don't remember which one was which. I know I was GS base. That's all I remember. So that's it. That is all the information about TWTV studios that we are going to share at this time. So I want to thank Ezra and Jacob for coming on the show. It was a pleasure having you guys. A pleasure is all mine. Thank you. Been a blast. Yeah, totally. I'm sure you guys will be back. Whenever we have a guest, it's not their last time. They'll be back on the show before you know it. So thanks again for coming on the show. It was great reliving the cringy memories with everyone. You know, I'd just like to thank y'all for listening to this podcast. And I'd like to thank my homie Easy and Jacob for joining us today. It's been a blast. My name's Garrett. My name's Tater. My name's Jacob. My name's Ezra. And this is the Unnamed Podcast.